0: because I started throwing up, right? Like, but the bathtub was right here, and I was on the toilet, and I was trying to make it into the bathtub. And I just remember my friend that said he was going to run for me. He just kept saying, what the fuck did you eat? What did you eat? And at that time, like I was, I, had, I was like, I went to McDonald's. I ordered a double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce. And my homeboy just standing outside the door, he's like, wait a minute, they do that? And they like, nigga, she fucking like...
1: Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host Sean Bear Flannery,
2: and I am CJ Sullivan. Each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to the debauchery and drinking of the blackout. Diaries. And uh, this week it is protector,
1: if you will. The, yeah, uh, having somebody watch over yeah, you while you get drunk, so you can you over let your I, hair down. You know, you know absolutely they can make sure you're uh, you're safe.
2: <laughs> right. Make sure you're safe. Um, so there a lot of the stories. We have
1: go- uh, the hilarious comedian um, Lily is coming in, and uh, you heard some of her story right there. Yeah. But she found a, a uh, an unexpected group of protectors in college. She's going to talk about that.
2: Right, and we'll talk about that. We're <coughs> going to talk about our own personal stories with that, and then we'll get into uh, just different ways. It's not just um, people looking over you when they're sober as a guardian, but there's also that uh, that natural nature when you're drinking, too, to protect others. That we have, I mm-hmm. guess. Like, but that, but also doesn't make us the best. Uh, <laughs> protectors of other, chaperones. Dru- right? Uh, the chaperones <laughs> when we're when, when we're the dr- when we are drunk ourselves. The classic, you just follow me uh, technique, like you're saying with driving. Yeah, it,
1: it's funny because I I feel like um, this is one of those. That usually, you know, every week when we do a theme, like you and I have a bunch of stories about it. Right. But this one, I feel like we neither one of us do because mm-hmm. we're we're in that middle range where we're both, you know, when you when you were drinking and and me mostly, yeah, good drunks. Like where we don't need a protector. I mean, I'm not saying you want us, you know, operating heavy machinery. But, you know, you're you're not necessarily worried about us getting home. We can take care
2: of ourselves. We're adults. We're we're professional. We're barn cats. Barn cats.
1: You know, (laughs) live outside.
2: Professional drinkers that can do fine out there. But at the same time, not the one you're going to assign to look over. Here, take this person. Take my little cousin out with you. You know, she's in t- new in yeah. town. Make sure she doesn't get any trouble. Well, that's also not going to happen. Listen, you don't have to worry about me, but I'm also not going to be good at worrying for uh, for for
3: you.
1: Exactly. In fact, I I had kind of uh, a little bit of an experience like that uh, at our last live show. Our mm-hmm. co producer Alex Joyce, who you know well. Yep. Um, two, two I get a text from here. so he and I are. Yep, he and I are gonna basically run the show together. Like we usually have like two or three producers. We were shorthanded that week, but I'm like, no right. problem. Joyce is gonna run. I get a text from him at 11 a.m. Heading downtown. You want to get a beer?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a Irish Fest with open bar, and I'm like, oh boy, we're supposed to work together at 7 p.m.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> is this what he's inviting you to to get a beer at? Yes. the Irish Fest. So I'm like, football. no, I okay. I have
1: a job. You know, I have a day job. I'm right. like, I can't. Mm -hmm. do that you know just a reminder we're working the show together tonight (laughs) and
2: i do want you to know this is cancer
1: (laughs) just to remind you so um he i actually in fact i had to uh, meet somebody about uh this blackout diaries kind of like sponsorship opportunity beforehand i'm like Mm -hmm. oh let's meet a green green eye Which is right next to the venue, and I often have a beer there before the show. Yeah. So I'm talking to this dude, and- Joyce often usually joins me for a beer, I, and he just shows up at the bar.
3: Uh-huh. That <laughs>
1: meeting was immediately over because <laughs> like, he, he shows I in, mean... and they immediately try to kick him out. Yeah, you know? the bar did. Yeah, uh, because he's yeah he's so visibly drunk, like he can barely walk. You know, <laughs> and they immediately. Try I mean, to this kick is a out. way to
3: do. Uh,
2: in in Joyce's defense, this is how every blackout Diaries business meeting should be occurring, though.
1: I mean, <laughs> really you want you want to show him what it is. This is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it was like <laughs> the, the guy I'm talking to is like they're trying to throw that guy out oh he's one of my co-producers yeah. hold on and i was like he's with me i <laughs> i explained to the bar he's with me so yeah. they let him come in and order a beer which i do love that would only happen in chicago right. where you're like you're legally we can't serve you're, you you're vouching you, but you know you we, a <laughs> <laughs> we're about to call an ambulance and I'm like nope he's with me okay fine
2: <laughs> you are now you are chicago legally out of our hands now he is now in your possession yeah. <laughs>
1: Signing for a package right. or something like that.
2: <laughs> so he came in for a drink.
1: Comes up for a drink. He gets a drink. The meeting's and, over. Um, did you meetings did, over? Did you
2: introduce him to this guy who's going to try to business with you? Yeah,
1: yeah. And it, it's he's <laughs> just repeating the same questions over and over. Yeah. Um, Joyce's
2: okay.
1: Joyce's right. and um, you know, I'm he falls out of his chair a couple times, and um, I'm like, buddy, you gotta you you gotta go home. All right, yeah. you know, I'm gonna. Give me your he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, give me your phone, um he can't figure out how to order he can't figure out how to work Uber, so I'm ordering him okay. you know, an Uber home on his and he's like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. let me just go to the venue with you you know and i'm, I'm and I'm like, um just uh, just to shorten the story, but I was like, uh, what time of day I was want you this? to think this is like seven p m okay I'm like, I want you to think about who's sending you home right now, okay, this is me <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> 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 that's a that's an
2: ugly card to pull, but sometimes you got to do it. Like, listen, I don't like to pull. back yeah, that that's basically our. Uh, do you know who I am? <laughs> Kinda of like going, yeah. trying to get into a club. Like listen, you know yeah. you know me you know me, I'm the last person that would want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a like a vet offering to you know, suggesting they have to put the animal to sleep. Listen, I, I got into this business for this. it's the last thing I want to do is see another one go down. I'm yeah. I'm in the drinking business. I hate to send someone home. <laughs> But I'm thinking long term here. Let's think, you know, like yeah. like you're nestling a knee
1: injury of a basketball player. <laughs> we and were- it did work. He he was like, You're right.
2: You're right.
3: <laughs> 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 so yeah,
2: you could maybe uh maybe although we're not to be dependent on, on a regular basis for a VIP and if it, a tough, you know independent job you need really need someone to come home bring in you we can be the fixer yeah that's a great idea
1: we always have like we we need to come up with a segment for like blackout diaries business opportunities but i think that's one where you can do a quick telehealth appointment with me (laughs) you know right (laughs) and i could like i and it would be it would almost be like arbitration where both both sides are agreeing to this you Mm -hmm. know that whatever he says, if he says he could stay out, he's staying out. You yeah, have yeah, to give up on he's, sending he's not him not home.
2: Coming, he's not coming just to say he's got. So he might turn on me, and I'm high and I'm paying <laughs> this man. <laughs> <laughs> he might be like insulted. What? Why, why'd you even yeah. call me here? He can,
1: He's fine. And you, you know, you like you ask a couple opening. It's like a doctor when you're asking. You know, uh, do you smoke? You, right. you know, you getting an overview of the. About how many times have you fallen out of your chair tonight? <laughs> zero why are we even having this conversation he's fine you are an <laughs>
2: intervention interventionist you like to stop <laughs> you know you like to get you like to get in between the intervention and the uh, and how the many glasses have
1: you broken tonight zero no. No. all right well, conversation's we, over he's so, fine
2: so what are we even talking about here <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe this is even a thing i know that, that is, we are uh we are bad that way uh, i mean remember um what time our good friend Bill O'Donnell was over and uh, he got, uh, he was extremely, he um, was over my place and uh, he was a mess, whatever, like throwing up, that kind of stuff. And uh, after I had him gather himself, I put him in a car and sent him home thinking, sure. listen, I know it's bad, but you know, the last thing you want to do is wake up here. You know, you want to wake up, you you know, get all, get all your things, you know, I'll put your stuff in the car, I, t- I, gave, I gave, told the driver, okay, make sure, you know. Throw him off on his lawn Whatever it is Get him to the lawn Is all I ask for You know (laughs) You know Anything in that parameter, I think he'll be fun. he'll be fine to be locked in. And he was actually upset with me afterwards. Like he said, like, "I can't believe you sent me home. I should have been, you know, you should have had me crashing your place or whatever." I, I couldn't go home to my family and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I know. yeah, we say that now, but trust me, I know I know there's a few things you can get yourself through, but the last thing you want to do is wake up here. You want to wake up in your own bed and start a new start on the day. He's like, "Hey," eventually he came around came around to my side. He's like, "Yeah, you're right. It's a hard lesson you got to learn."
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and he might be. Watching- one of those dads um, who makes the great mistake of trying to interact with the kids when you yeah, get home sure. and you're that, drunk, all that you, know?
2: you know. And um, but I, but I also said, all right, your kids want to see. I mean, no matter what it is, you, you return home. No matter what it is, your kid, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's a much better. It's a it's a much easier explanation. It explains itself for you when totally you stumble agree. back home. Then if you come home, you know, like, oh, I was just better off. I stayed there. Now you're leaving a lot of open
1: questions, you know. Totally agree. And also, it's really not fun to take care of a of a someone just throwing up all night.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not saying I was looking out for him completely. He was very selfish. I wanted him out of my house. <laughs> I mean, I sold it that way. But <laughs> yeah, get the hell out of here. Be a man and get the you know get old, get get your act together. <laughs>
3: Get
1: your act. Go get your act together. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that's it.
2: that. So that's what we have going on for the theme show. But all right, now let's get right to the story that you heard uh, in the beginning of the show that we said in the beginning is this hilarious comedian. It's, uh from a time for a protector, Lili. So
1: Lili Mason. Let's hear from her.
2: Lili Mason. Without further brew.
0: You okay? Okay, you need some water or something? Okay. I mean, the pandemic just ended, but you sneezed like four times, so I just wanted to make sure that you was okay. <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, so so let me preface this by saying I stopped drinking in 2013 and I stopped smoking weed in 2014. Okay, so thank you. I, I wasn't saying that for claps. I was saying that so y'all could lower your expectations because I don't, I don't have the amazing shit that Sean was talking about, okay? Um, but people, when I tell people that, that I don't smoke and I don't drink, I always get the question like, well, what do you do? You know, like living is just not an option. Like you, <laughs> you gotta do something to sustain this fucking world. And, and, and food is my drug. Uh, uh, spe- no, no, <laughs> no, cause I, I put on 50 pounds in the pandemic. I don't like this. The pandemic left, but this hasn't, you know? But specifically, Krispy Kreme donuts. Yes. All right, yes. it's crack in them donuts. You can't convince me it's not. Like I will never judge a crackhead for the rest of my life because I have spent the block on Krispy Kreme three times before I left the parking lot. Like the hot nail sound is on and I can't be like, let me get six for myself. So I just kept going back getting two by two by two. And it was like, was you just here? And I was like, do you want my money or not? Like. What the fuck is you asking me questions for? Well, I'm like, I'm sorry, I ain't even got to talk to you like that. Can you just give me my donuts? You know.
3: <laughs>
0: so I understand addiction. I'm saying that to say that. Okay. So in college, I uh, was probably the drunkest and highest I ever was. You know, I remember one semester, I, I, it was so bad. I was I started college at 17, so I wasn't old enough to drink for a long time. But all of my friends who were guys could drink, and they drank brown liquor okay, like dark liquor all the time, like Hennessy, I don't know if y'all familiar with that because y'all white, but Hennessy <laughs> Hennessy was the drink of choice. It was Hennessy, it was E j and it was Remy Martin and I used to drink all of that shit a lot like I would mix it with Dr. Pepper, but it would be so bad that like I would have a, a soda bottle, oh y'all call it pop here uh, i I would have I would have a, a soda pop bottle, uh, often like in class, just like drinking and engaging in fucking debates about antiquity and, you know, the the origins of America, you know, like who was here first, Vespucci, you know, all that. And I'm just, you know, just having real conversations. And like my best friend, like she would be like, like, let me see that bottle. Like that's how bad it was. Cause I was like functional alcoholic. Made the Dean's List. That was the only semester I made the Dean's List, you know? I mean, like I'm talking about 3.8 or higher. Like I always had the honor roll, but that was the only semester and I was like, I don't know if my professors are drunk, too, because I know, I know I'm not making sense in these fucking 12-page papers. Like, I know I'm know i not citing no sources. Like, I know, like, but I made the dean's list that semester. But I also joined a sorority while I was in college. Um, best friends' money can buy. Like, to this day, like, they are, they, they are my best friends. Like, they are. We talk all the time, like, great investment. I would highly encourage it, you know. Um, but we would spend a lot of time drinking and smoking. This one particular time, I went to college in North Carolina. This one particular time, we were driving from Durham, North Carolina, where my school was, to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I was driving, and we decided that we was going to smoke two J's. We was going to smoke two blunts on the way to Charlotte, right? <laughs> Charlotte is two hours. That's one blunt per hour, you know? We, <laughs> we did the math. It's three of us in the car. We passing it. This is when I learned about cruise control. You know, I, I, hit, I hit 70, because you can go 70. We was just, you know, relaxing. And so the, the name of the road we were searching for was Tyrone Road. That's where our game was when we got into Charlotte, right? So we driving, and everybody that we, like, meet in there, they like, you won't miss it. It's the main road. But I don't see fucking Tyrone Road nowhere while we driving. And the paranoia part of my high is now kicking in, because everybody is the cops that's beside me, that's behind me. They are in unidentified vehicles. I feel like they know that we smoked this motherfucker out. Like, I'm like, y'all, Tyrone don't exist. They're like, yes, it do. Yes, it do. And you know, it, the worst part is when you are the anxious one, but everybody is so fucking mellow, you know? They talking to you like they shocked G about to do the Humpty Dance. They're like, no, nah, just chill. It's cool. We gonna find it. We gonna find it. And I'm like, no the fuck we not, you know? So we see a car that has my school license plates, right? So we start to follow this car this car drives to their house and pull in the driveway. (laughs) And I pull up behind him and he gets out the fucking car like,
3: and I was like, no, I'm
0: sorry, we thought that you was going to the game. And my fucking friends are cracking up. And I'm like, no, we about to get shot. Like, this shit is not funny. Like, where the fuck is Tyrone Rose? And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, we trying to go to the game. We thought that you was going. Like, we see that you're an alumni, I'm sorry. We've been looking for Tyrone Rose since we got into Charlotte. And he was like, "There is no Tyrone road in Charlotte, and I'm like, Where the fuck are we going, y'all?" And he was like, "I think you mean Tryon road t r y o n so the moral of that story is, don't fucking smoke weed on the way from Durham to Charlotte with dyslexic fuckers who who think that Tryon is tyrone, and then I like I couldn't even like because the shit was funny, but I was mad that they was laughing when I wasn't laughing because I was like, y'all wasn't fucking driving. Like, y'all don't know. You know how every, like, back then, like, people used to have a little shit on their car, the little, that you could tie stuff on the roof, and all of that shit just kept looking like police lights to me. Like, so I, I just was, like, hysterical the whole fucking time like i'm all right i'm cruising but are we getting pulled over because y'all gonna have to get in this seat you know because because my license i'm originally from dc and merlin my license was already suspended in virginia and merlin i couldn't because i used to speed a lot i couldn't get another fucking ticket i would have went to jail so i probably shouldn't have been smoking two blunts per hour you know it was really crazy I remember when I was going away to school, my uncle told me, he said, Don't don't get drunk around a bunch of guys, because you never know what will happen. A lot of my in addition to like my line sisters, my sorority sisters, a lot of my friends were guys, right? And so, uh, right after I pledged, right after I crossed, like, you know, if y'all know anything about joining a sorority, it's like some real under underground, underworld shit. <laughs> And, and with black people for real, you just like disappear and pop back up with all these friends. And they like, where the fuck you been at? You know, you wearing colors and Greek letters and shit. Nobody understands, you know? But homecoming, especially, I went to a historically black college. That's a real big deal. And I, I you know, it's a real purification process when you pledge. pledging. So I hadn't been drinking, I hadn't been smoking. So it's been a long time since then. At homecoming, we got it in. So I remember being at my friend's house party and one of my friends, shortest guy that I know, he's like 5'2". I'm five six, right? But this man drinks like he's a giant. And it was he and I in the kitchen, and he kept saying, Lee, you the only girl that can drink with me. You the only girl that can drink with me. And he and I faced a bottle of Tanqueray, right? I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's fucking disgusting. So it was just me and him going back and forth, shot for shot off the bottle, just like talking about like our plans for life. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna be the mayor one day. And I'm like, and I'm gonna vote for you. Like we just... <laughs> shit, right? And that's like the last thing I remember. And I'm gonna vote for you, like, right? And I just remember I stood up and it felt like when Dorothy in the original Wizard of Oz, when the witch <laughs> rolled past her on that bike with the basket, like that's what was happening around me. And I was like, I just, I just need to go lay down. Cause we was at my friend Chris house. So I went to lay on his bed, and my other male friends, they came. They was like, do you know he just fucked somebody? Get up. And I was like, oh, why he had chances? I'm so tired. They was like, get up. And I was like, okay, y'all, I just need to go to the bathroom. I just need to go to the bathroom. So they walked me into the bathroom, and this is what they told me happened. They said, I went to the bathroom and was like, all right, so what's gonna be your platform? And just <laughs> and just pulled down my pants and they was like, Lee, what the fuck are you doing, you know? And I was like, I just I just need to breathe. And when I said I need to breathe, I had defecated cause I guess like, <laughs> I'm never gonna see y'all again, so I'm not worried about this. <laughs> but it, it didn't end there cause I started throwing up, right? Like, but the bathtub was right here and I was on the toilet and I was trying to make it into the bathtub and I just remember my friend that said he was gonna run for me. He just kept saying, what the fuck did you eat? What did you eat? And at that time, like I was, I had, I was like, I went to McDonald's. I ordered a double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce. And my homeboy just standing outside the door, he like, wait a minute, they do that? And they like, nigga, she fucking like. end up falling asleep, right? Like my friends, they was like, we got her, we gonna guard the door, the bathroom off limits, nobody can go in there. Party's over, y'all go home, right? I wake up and it's fucking throw up on the ceiling. Like, I was like, did I have an exorcism? Cause like, how did this shit get up here, you know? And then when I woke up, I was like, we going to breakfast, they was like, no, you cleaning up this fucking bathroom. (laughs) Like that's just gonna happen. And I just remember, like, to this day, like, those are still some of my really close friends. Like, I'm godmother to a lot of their kids. And I just really appreciate it because the first thing that I thought about when I realized I came to was my uncle saying, Don't get drunk in front of a bunch of guys. And it was, I just met the right group at that time. And if I wasn't, they would have been fucking disgusting to fuck with me at that time anyway because it was really, really bad. Um, I'm going to end on this. I don't know how much time I got left, but um, that was Sean, you supposed to tell me. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So so I, I I got surgery back in December, and I told y'all, like, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I just, like, eat food or whatever. And um, when I was getting surgery, they was telling me, they was like, all right, you know, we're about to give you your anesthesia, we're just gonna give you a quick, you know, fentanyl cocktail, and I was like, I don't really drink like that, so you can just, you know, ginger ale on the rocks works for me, you know what I'm saying? And then they was like, no, like, that's your anesthesia, and then it dawned on me, and I was like, wait a minute, fentanyl? Ain't, ain't, ain't that the shit that everybody died from last year? Like, no the fuck, you're not about to give that to me. And they was like, what are you worried about? I said, did you watch the news at all? You know? And they was like, well, that's because they didn't know how to use it. And I was like, do you, you know? And they was just like, ma'am, take a deep breath. And then I woke up, okay? And And I understand. I understand why that shit is so powerful because y'all y'all I can't even drink coffee like that's how like weak like I am to shit like I, one time I tried to drink coffee I was up for the whole night fucking doing karaoke to bone thugs and harmony the hardest shit on the planet okay uh, that was a weird way to end but I'm Lili. nice to meet y'all
2: All right, we're back here in the Blackout Diaries. That was hilariously Lee Mason, with the uh, uh, <laughs> kangaroo uh, educational story. That was incredible. I mean, that was the most shocking thing about it, not just the kangaroo to the fact, but the fact that you didn't know that. About an
1: animal, it was just yeah, un- absolutely unbelievable. I, I, I was very surprised. In fact, the first time I heard it, I'm like, "There's that can't be true. Mm-hmm. That can't be something I don't know." Right. Which I, I I realize sounds arrogant. No, but absolutely. I just feel like that's I'm how you are a, with
2: animals, right? <laughs> such a wealth yes. of
1: of weird animal knowledge that I'm like, "How do I, how have I never <laughs> learned that?"
2: I could just see if that was brought up to you at a bar, the arrogance you would have there. Impossible, <laughs> impossible that I don't know that. You either made that up <laughs> or it's. it's <laughs> And it is. It's true, huh? That's incredible.
1: It's true. It's true, and it's fascinating, yeah. and it's hilarious. Yeah, it really it, is. It's all of those things to get into it, at the, especially at that point.
2: But uh, we're talking about protectors and uh, the guardian angels that everyone has when they're drunk. I know you. you always tell a fun story. <laughs> the difference between guy uh, protection and the women protection is always true. The women. Oh yeah. The women, of course, stick to stick with each other because they need to. Just going out like a normal night, you know. But the, mm-hmm. they start off in a pack, you know. They have like they're loyal to each other. And you, yes. you always have a funny joke about that.
1: They're like green berets; they don't leave anyone behind. <laughs> <Right>. You know, <laughs> yeah. And they'll even have you ever noticed, like when one of them does want to voluntarily stay behind. Yeah, they do like these consciousness checks. Uh-huh. You know, they're like, "Okay, okay, Callie, <laughs> right. what bar are we at?" Yep. And I need three yeses in a row uh-huh. that you want to stay here. <laughs>
2: We're going to need two emergency <laughs> contacts, you know, they go through, and they, and they all have a different line of questioning, like that scene in an airplane Yeah, we are all coming up. Okay, are you okay? You know, they, they line up one by one, just laugh. That is hilarious. And, but men, by the way, you, you, said, uh, you had that joke about the guy, like, like after a Cubs game, some straggler on the red line by himself where everyone just oh, ditched yeah. and threw in the train. <laughs>
1: Yeah, once our boys start annoying us, like they're vomiting, they're just being obnoxious, we just leave them behind. We go to a different bar and we don't tell (laughs) Phil. That is how we deal with it.
2: Yeah, it'll come to a conclusion.
1: (laughs) Like, oh, I guess this is it. I guess I was just too much. Lesson learned. Zero zero protectors. And I love it after Cubs games because they're all on the red line. Right. And they're going... All the way to the end in either direction, which <laughs> neither stop at the end of the red line is great. Yeah. You have Howard or Ninety Fifth, you know, and they're just like confused and they don't know what they're doing.
2: And then, then when you when you get concerned, we don't know, especially if the if, the, if people know and their friends like, what what, what what happened to Tim? Like he'll be fine, trust me, he'll be fine. Like he'll, <laughs> he'll learn, he'll learn, he'll get his way home like a cat, like like you said, <laughs> like, like it'll. <laughs> somehow some way you know he might be he might be he'll, he'll turn up somewhere either home or park yeah we, jail, we, whatever we talk is.
1: about each other like we're wild animals uh-huh. you know like non domesticated <laughs> like like you don't you don't want to actually be kind to him right you know like you can't you know if if we feed him if we give him attention he could have last us. thing you want to do uh, yeah
2: we, i learned that yeah. lesson the hard way in san francisco i don't know if i told you told this, this story a couple times but it's uh that,
1: no, I love it, and I love I love drinking. it it San Francisco is an underrated drinking. Great
2: city. dive bars there in the, ten, yes. the Tenderloin District. You know they're the.
1: Uh, oh yeah, you have to often be buzzed into mm-hmm. the bathroom. Yeah,
2: for sure. It's,
1: absolutely.
2: mean,
1: <laughs> that's a dive.
2: And I played. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I played a I played a dice game for my bar tab at one of those bars. Like it was like. Okay. Oh, I, in Chinatown, yeah, in San Francisco, Chinatown. Chinatown, Chinatown I, right? I, like
1: they all do dice games. At least the bars I've been mm-hmm. to, they're great.
2: Fantastic. And um, and it's rigged, but I don't care. Well, you know, you don't care. You know, <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> Who would be stupid enough to trust? you know? <laughs>
2: This was a dive bar in Tenley District, and uh, there was just, like this guy. I think his name was Lucky or Lefty or something like that. And he was like ninety-two. You know, like one of those guys, and just <laughs> absolute mean drunk. He had his own chalice, whatever. And uh, not mean drunk, but whatever. He was just ninety-two at a dive bar in San Francisco. And then like, yeah. uh, uh, you know, we're talking with him, and then next, thing you know, he's like, "All right, time to, for time for him to go." They might have kicked him out, whatever. And he's outside. Trying to get a cab, he lived down the street. They said, mm-hmm. you know, the whole time. I'm like, what? How you, how you? And like, and I was drunk, but I, my protective nature came in. Like, you just gonna let him, you know, go out there like that? He's a, it's a feeble old man. He can die. People can you know, assault him. He can fall. He was literally stumbling and falling down right there. And just like you were saying, like, like, trust me, you don't want to help. You don't want to help. He'll be okay. He'll, he'll get. He gets home. That's what
1: the staff is telling you. You're right like, yeah, don't get. The staff is telling. Me, Do not feed that stray cat. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And I wasn't, you know, this
1: is ridiculous. Someone has to do something, you know. This is the problem with the world. Right. Nobody steps up. That's exactly what. You know, <laughs> I'm, and I'm going to fix it. Today the world changes. Yes. It starts here. That's
2: exactly what I
1: was doing. CJ Sullivan at Rumors <laughs> is going to start a brand new, better world.
2: Right. So I, took, I, got, I got, helped him get the cab, got in the cab with him. It was right down the street, so I was just going to help him out to his door and then get back. And then he was fine with that. Until we pulled up to his place and all of a sudden he like snapped out of his own blackout sees me doesn't recognize me just thinks I'm a stranger trying to rob him or something <laughs> so he starts whacking me with his cane like get out I'm like no lefty I'm here f- I'm, I'm a friend I'm a friend I'm like, S- <laughs> S- <laughs> like I wonder, dear old yeah dear old friend. don't you remember we were just talking about Joe Montana up there you know and he just hit, and he just hit me with the cane and I'm like alright fine you know I got mad at him and we like kicked him out he barely crawled up to the lawn so I came back to the bar obviously it was right down the street like with like with marks mm-hmm. on me you know from the Stick, I'm like, well, you you guys were right. You don't want to you don't want to feed that animal. That animal, he'll be fine. And uh, he gets upset if you do try to help him. Lesson learned. So I learned a lesson there. Yeah, you don't you don't. Put, these guys will wind up wind up in there. You don't want to disrupt disrupt. You gotta them trust now. staff. Yeah, they're,
1: they're professionals and they know him better than you. That's their daily doctor. Right. And if that doctor is telling you no, trust me, you can't fix what's wrong with him. Yeah. Let him. Let him go. You gotta listen. So my—that's my, what I miss about the. Yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just
2: saying. My I, probably my my um my, what I messed up was getting in the cab with him and taking the ride because it was only down the yes, street. Yes,
1: that's what I was gonna say. I, and that's what I miss about old. There's so many things I miss about old school cabs, mm-hmm. but it was a much better deposit with old school cabs because you would just walk out. Yeah. One would be coming. Like you, you wouldn't have to be like, all right, I need to see your phone. No, I got, no. I got to load your app. Like I, you know. It, it, or I got to do my phone, but I got to learn your ad. Like, you would just flag down a cab. You'd be like, what's your address? You're gone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you, you, you gave a little talk to him. You maybe tip, tip an extra $5. Make sure he gets home safe, you know, one of these things. And, and it's like you were tying a trunk to the back or something. You were just, like, getting your getting your buddy in there. You get some bungee cord. Tie him up, you know. Okay. You got you can handle this, right? Okay. Over to uh, Henry Hudson. All right. So I talked to him. You know, you trying to talk to your drunk buddy. Like... Miguel yeah. Miguel's gonna take care of you here. He promised me he's gonna get you at least at least to the border here.
1: Yeah, you always you always tap the hood tw- I've always said it was an awkward goodbye when you tap the vehicle's hood twice. You know, like as a send-off. <laughs> All right. like, I've done
2: like- my part. Yeah, like a blackjack dealer getting <laughs> the cleaning hands and yeah. send off. All right, go. This is on you now. Like I'm doing the whole relay thing. <laughs> We did I remember uh, Bill Cruz, is a uh, uh, friend of ours. One time I was having the Friday night poker game or something there, and, and he came in. Everyone was, would be very hammered because you'd go to your shows and you'd come to my place for the poker game, which mm-hmm. would start late or all night. And he came in hot, came in hard. He came in like down. the. We had these steps. so He went down and he came down hard in the steps and rolled his ankle and like sprained it. And he was. We just heard this noise. Like, oh, like, oh, god! We know. And I know what was going. On. It sounded like someone got shot. We went over there. And it was. Yeah. It was old Billy Cruz who rolled his ankle, and he wanted to go to the hospital, which we couldn't believe. But then, then we took it upon ourselves, like, "All right, yeah, let's let's do this," you know. And so he was like, he,
1: "We're going to be the protectors, right? we yeah. were the all.
2: world's most incompetent group of protectors, <laughs> exactly. We really were. There was like eight of us already at the table, so we picked, we we cleared them up. We picked Bill them. Cruz,
1: real quick. If I could just give our listeners yes. some context, real quickly, Bill Cruz might have the lowest pain tolerance of anyone I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yes. So you're also helping yeah. a very—I uh, like, don't want to use the word needy uh, patient, but you're, you're helping a patient that perceives himself to be in unbearable pain.
2: Yes, he's he's always at a ten for sure. <laughs> <He's a cupcake. laughs> yeah, when they describe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um, so we want to care. We care. We, we're going to like we're going to hospital. Like no one's driving you to the hospital. We're all drunk, you know. But we'll, we'll put you. in cab. He's like, we're not getting you an ambulance, you know. Don't be ridiculous. He's like, but we'll you know we'll throw you we'll throw you in a cab. Uh, to the hospital he'll take care of you so we 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 carried him upon our shoulders like Cleopatra I think he didn't even like that we're like, no no we're carrying you we're gonna we got this <laughs> <laughs> like it was like a chariot or something you know, like all six of us. <laughs>
1: Coming from the basement apartment. Coming
2: from a garden apartment.
1: Co- up to Lincoln right, Avenue. Up to Lincoln Avenue. Yeah.
2: Extremely busy. Well, now three of us are stopping traffic there. We're getting this cab. People were honking their horns, but then they saw what was happening. They were, like, enjoying it laughing. Like, what's going on? We're just, sure. we're just jamming this guy into the, into the cab. You know, like, like I said, like body parts are sticking out windows. And we're like, okay. Um yeah, he's like, "Does he want to come with us?" Not, he's got you. The, the driver's got you. Bring him to the emergency room. Just throw him out. Tell him, you know, tell him he doesn't have any insurance. <laughs> he doesn't know his name. And then just leave, right. Gabby. You, don't don't
1: answer any exactly. questions. You
2: found him on the street like this. No more questions. Yeah. Okay, good. And yeah, and, and not just the top of the. Uh, I like when you slam the top of the hood twice too. Not just the trunk. Like the, yeah. the top of the hood. Okay, go. Yeah, exactly. Right. And he fired off. And then uh, I I imagine. I mean, we've seen him afterwards, but. That's the thing with those rides. You you never know what happens after you send them off into the cab exactly. because it is clean. You know, it's off your conscience at that point.
1: <laughs> that could have gone bad. Right? Could have you gone know, bad. You're just and like, and that's they what
2: it got- is. Like, he could take them anyway. He can take them out to the pasture to kill them. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I love that. And, and sometimes they're so drunk, they can't even tell you how. You know, the deplaning part of right. the process went, you know, they just wake up yeah. in the house. And they Cab don't know
2: drivers happens. probably know a situation when the passenger can't tell you where they're going and they have an assistant telling you, OK, this is where you're going to take him. He doesn't know. Don't yeah. ask him. It doesn't help.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give you the money. I'm going to prepay in cabs. You can like hand him the cash first. Don't listen to a thing that person says. Yeah, exactly. How far do you that th- is not a passenger? That is a kidnapping right. victim. <laughs> OK, <laughs> you are kidnapping him back to his house.
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> what do you say loyola university what what, what, what were the costs about 2025 All right, here's 40 dollars don't listen to a word he says yeah loyola go <laughs> to,
1: um i have a funny story about that the depleting uh one of my old drinking buddies from cleveland who you also know monica yes who, I love monica. monica was somebody who always needed a protection. she's amazing yeah. she yeah. would just she would drink i remember when i first met her i thought she had this amazing tolerance and then i was like oh my god you just don't stop drinking. Like you're, 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 you're 10 sheets to the wind. Right. And, you're just and she not drinks.
2: Stopping. And she drinks. So like Layla, she drinks with guys. So it's and like, and guys never yeah. know. Guys never equate the difference, like the physical difference between women not and men. Not at comes all. Yeah. And,
1: and like, she's like, real tiny too. Right. So you know. Yeah. She's
2: great. She drinks with us. You're yes. like, what happened? Right. <laughs> what happened? She weighs 120 pounds. That's what, what happened. <laughs> Sci- science. Science happened.
1: Yeah. She gets really, uh, I, I wasn't out with them that night, but apparently, um, or I was out earlier with them and we're all having fun, but then they went on to another bar and, and yeah. I, I didn't join them. And I, I hear like the next day what happens. So Monica gets super, super drunk and uh, they put her in a cap. They do that, you know, the mm-hmm. tap the, the top, the roof twice, send her on her way. And she does get home. And I don't know if the cab driver just like deposits her in the yard, like an (laughs) Amazon package, or she she gets out, but then decides to take a nap on the yard, but she she passes out again Mm. on the yard. But I guess she hasn't met all her neighbors, and her neighbors spot her think she's a stranger who's just passed out. They get her phone. This is a few years ago, like before all our phones were like password protected. Right. And they call her last number, which is one of the buddies we were all out Mm -hmm. with. And they're like, hi, your friend is like passed out on a random lawn in Chicago. Yeah, Uh, This is my buddy Jacob. And he's like, oh, my God. Uh, I'm on my way. What's your address? See,
2: if I were these people, and I might have I might have called the third last person she talked to, you know. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> the, <true. laughs> the last person she talked to allowed her to be passed out on this lawn. Yeah. That's not really the that's friend you point. want to you know be contacting. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, that sounds right. I'm sure she is on the lawn. That's the last time I left her. <laughs> Maybe don't scroll down for mom on the phone, but at least you know someone a little more yeah.
1: trustworthy. Somewhere anyway. in between, right. yeah. So uh, he Go goes up there, and um, he like gets her up. He's like, Mom, we got to get you back to your place. You're on like some lawn. Mm-hmm. Gets her in the cab, and she's like, oh, thank you. Uh, gets her in the cab, another cab, and he's like, what's your address? What's your address? And the cab driver says that, and the, the guy's like, asshole, that's where you're at. <laughs> so she, <laughs> neither one had any idea she was at her own place.
2: Oh, my God, that's hilarious. It's like the Abby Sanchez story. We have the- uh... Yeah, <laughs> the cop take him on a big lap right back to where they were at. <laughs> so she was at the she was at her house And not I mean that's on her. I mean I don't blame her for that. But him, he's got to come in there and know that. <laughs> that's amazing. What, what he? Oh, he ja- didn't. Live Jacob there.
1: couldn't have known that I don't think because right. he did. Uh, yeah, he was visiting from Cleveland and had never been to her place. Yeah,
2: but he is the last one she called. <laughs> that's great. Who left it in there? So that was a more <laughs> innocent time too. You're right. That sweet spot when we all had phones. So we had information mm-hmm. on there, but it wasn't protected. You didn't have to lock it up and face lock in there, and you could do a little detective work, good Samaritan detective work, if you will.
1: I'm actually, I'm married due to that uh, old paradigm really? of just having an open phone. But I, I don't know if I actually ever told you this story. but um, No. So I met Jess at a bar, get her phone number, mm-hmm. and back then I only used my cell phone to, like, for long distance calls <laughs> yeah, um after to like nine o'clock you know call my parents every few weeks how are we doing great
2: kids kids out um, there kids out there we used to have to wait till nine o'clock to make cell phone calls because that's when they were free yeah? oh yeah <laughs> like, if you
1: described how long right. distance calling used to work it, it's like the most expensive thing in the world was having a long distance relationship right. you know in like <laughs> you know like they would never believe yeah the way long distance calling used to work um, and then there would be all these weird. It was so expensive. There would be all these weird phone plans. They'd be like friends and family after <laughs> seven p.m. Only, you know, at <laughs> discounted know. rates. You'd you get like, furious. Well, we allow you to do total strangers, but it's a little bit more expensive. And right. you had to like actually look at all your communication patterns to yeah. figure it out. You and you know?
2: get furious if someone who would call you before those hours. Like, what? You yeah. just cost me. But what the hell? Someone better be dead over there, pal. <laughs> you call me at six <laughs> forty-five.
1: I have an uncle who was so cheap. My Uncle Marty would always call. Him. He'd be like, hey, is that Sean? I'm like, yeah. Hey, is your dad there? I'm like, yeah, let me get him. Wait, whoa, well, where is he? He's like, oh, he's over in the living room. Don't make him come that far. Have him call me back.
3: Because <laughs> he would want that would him make to him pay for that far. it. My dad would be like, that
1: asshole.
2: <laughs> That's great. Dad, dad's in bed with her phone, phone charge. Phone charges was one of the biggest things, you know, <laughs> growing up. It it's was a huge. System. I remember calling collect calling home collect you know and they're like don't if you're calling collect you know just say because you'll be automated you call from you're like don't don't accept the answer i'm at the movie theater pick me up at eight o'clock and you like you'd hang up so you'd, yeah you'd, practice is over, yeah, exactly. practice is over. Yeah. and you and say your message in the in the automated so they want to take the 45 cent charge so anyway so <laughs> the, the phone's open you and, yes. so my phone my yeah, cell phone
1: i i get jess's number at a bar and because uh, my, my cell phone was only used for long-distance calls and it wasn't just that big of a priority in my life right. back then, I, I lose it inside my apartment. And I'm like, well, this happens all the time. It'll turn up in a couple of days You so. lose
2: the phone itself?
1: I, I lose the phone, but it's in my – I know it's somewhere in my apartment, but I right. just can't find it. Yeah, I find it like three weeks later. And, I don't know, for some reason, I, I was like, oh, I should text – Jess, right. but I was like, oh, I waited too long. Yeah, I missed yeah, my yeah. opportunity, at the and I never Win- sent her a text. Windows shut. Yep. Um, but I go out day drinking one day <laughs> at um, at the bar Sheffields, and yeah. uh, which is actually kind of interesting because the, the story that Jonah told last week where he was under a tree- Was Sheffields. Um, is Sheffields, mm-hmm. and I'm actually under that same tree with my buddy Doug, and I go uh, to the restroom, and I did not realize this, but- Doug has taken my phone. I left it on the table, and he has—he wants to meet up with some girls. He was single at the time, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and he drunk dials every woman in my phone, like my mom, my sister, like anyone with a woman's name. He just drunk dials, Mm -hmm. and he says, "We're at Sheffield's. (laughs) Come on, come meet us. We're (laughs) under the tree." And he hangs up. Like so, like forty women or whatever. I don't know how many people are. I love that. Half of them are relatives. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) infinite amount of monkeys with infinite amount of typewriters one of them will type the Gettysburg address <laughs> listen i went through yeah. the entire contact list they're all coming over
1: he does not no he doesn't even tell me that no, so of course i just sit not. down and i have no idea he's oh. just done this oh wow so it couldn't have been, it probably couldn't have been more than 15 names i don't yeah. know um but he does do it uh, to everyone and he
2: calls them and does a personal number calls
1: them calls them okay. yeah he never believed in text messaging i, I think that. he still doesn't have a cell phone right. Doug. um Anyways, Jess returns the call mm-hmm. like the next day. Um, and she's like, Hey, I'm sorry I couldn't meet up with you guys. And I was like, What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs>
2: um
3: I'm
1: sure you probably said those direct words too. <laughs> 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 Not
3: understanding.
1: <laughs> she's like, You left like this really loud message about being a Sheffield's other and then it all hit me with Doug uh, Done. Yeah. And uh, I, I was like, oh well. And I'm like, I remember thinking to myself, oh, she's got to be pretty cool if she actually returned right. that call. Sure, you know, she's and like very interested. Doug, Doug was a mess.
2: Yeah, that's right, and that never would have happened. If, if
1: cell phones were locked back then, I would have never uh, met my wife, or never married my wife. I would still, I would have met her and never seen her again.
2: Uh yeah, I definitely, I mean, I definitely vouch for that. I think Doug definitely has a lot to do with it too. I think if there's a will or a way, Doug would have somehow found Jessica and got her in got her in your line of sight again. Yeah. He seems like a uh he seems like a go getter. He, he seems is. like a uh a, is, yeah. a man who makes his own plans. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um yeah, nowadays it's all it's all locked up and uh everything's every, everything's so uh privatized except for the information itself that's out there for the companies that take it, you know what I mean? Like like
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like your uh, obviously the cell phone providers and, and they and all our data like they have all the information but we keep it but we keep it from ourselves and um, this comes out to our open invite segment Sean okay uh, if we have time to do this this was a drunk man I think we do yeah we have one more time for this it's so um, who was arrested for knocking over Silicon Valley crime fighting robot. <laughs> There's a lot of these uh, <laughs> a lot of these stories of like drones and delivery robots and people just attacking them which uh yeah. which we feel is fine. We think that's the natural reaction towards robots coming into our space.
1: Yeah, I feel it's almost like a wild uh bear or yeah. a coyote, you know, or something like I don't know if this species. This could be an alpha predator, right. you know, like I need to uh, <laughs> defend
2: myself. <laughs> exactly. So this is a crime fighting robot and here are these things. It's like it's like this is this is too RoboCop for me to be honest with you. Um so uh, where was this at here? This is in...
1: Um... This was in uh, Mountain View, California, okay. which I believe is close to Silicon Valley. Yes, so of course they need to have a robot cop there. And they can do it there because they love robots and it's actually completely safe. And like, <laughs> not only does right. a robot not have to do anything important, but yeah. also they probably were like, well, no one will harm. Like if you debuted a robot cop that looks like this thing, and ladies and gentlemen, it basically looks like a fake Happy Ghost. Uh, yes. Like if you debuted that in a real city, that uh, thing would be defaced, ki- killed, right. thrown into a river. Like that thing would be thrown into the Chicago River well, in less than two hours. It's big.
2: I'm looking at it here. It's 300 pounds. Yeah. And I guess it
1: ran over a kid's
2: foot one time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, it's a menace. It's, this guy's a, this vigilante yeah. is, is is making the city safer. Of course. So
2: this 300 this 300 pound five foot robot looks like R two D two, but it's it's a little bigger. And uh, he yeah. ro- he goes around, and a drunk man, um, Jason Sylvain, is his name. The perp. Mm-hmm. He he was a pr- he was approached by this thing patrolling a parking lot. I have seen some of these things in parking lots, and he toppled it over, inflicting a number of scratches on the box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised. Listen, it's a good thing he didn't tackle it. Because it looks like one of those football. It have broken your shoulder. It looks like a football it. tackling dummy. But yeah, it definitely would have
1: uh, injured him for sure. He says, I, I think this is a pretty pathetic incident because it shows how spineless the drunk guys in Silicon Valley really are because they attack a victim who doesn't even have any oh, arms. God. <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right, it's not a quadriplegic. All right, it's a robot. First of all, a robot could kill you without arms. <laughs>
2: All right, without arms. And arms would not help this robot. <laughs> yeah.
1: You think that's how they're going to fight us? All right. It's going to be Queen's Rules boxing <laughs> when the robots come after us?
2: Kick a robot while it's down, will you? What a real man you are. Punch a robot with glasses. It would be funny glasses. if it
1: said stuff like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's backup patrol. So anyway, this guy got arrested, and they charged him for, like, assaulting a police officer.
1: Yeah, That's, this is ridiculous. This is fucking insane. And public intoxication charges. Mm-hmm. This is pretty amazing. This is ridiculous. I look at this.
2: Did you Did you read this? Also attached to the article, about brought this experiment in Japan. A robot was let loose to wander in a busy shopping mall, asking humans who blocked its path <laughs> to move out of the way. <laughs> they, no. They, they. What happened? Right. They found adults were happy to step aside, but children were less accommodating. <laughs> <laughs> when no one was looking, they obstructed a robot, kicking it, punching it, and calling it names. Finding no easy way to stop <laughs> yeah. the behavior. Right, absolutely. You know why? And that's a culture thing, too, over in Japan. I'm sure the adults did move out of the way. The kids don't know better yet. Not better, they, they yeah. don't they haven't know their ways yet. And the kids are acting naturally, mm-hmm. and the kids, the kids are correct in
1: this matter. That's the human instinct yes, when you see a robot. You're I'm like, saying. this is my enemy. I, I understand the way evolution's going. And evolution wants you to take over from us. Right. Evol- like, I think Mother Nature actually wants robots to be in charge. I think that's why Mother Nature created us, <laughs> is so that we could get to robots. Here's so we really need to f- fight for our lives here.
2: Here's the final sentence. Finding no easy way to stop this behavior, the robotics program, the, the bot, to simply avoid any human Shorter than one point five meters, drunks and children, it seems, simply can't be trusted around robots.
1: <laughs> That's great.
2: Yeah. All right, I guess we'll just uh, anyone who's down on the ground, we're just we'll, we'll have the robots avoided.
1: Because... <laughs> so the Chuck E. Cheese's will never be able to robot automated. Yep. These are going to be all the cool places mm-hmm. in thirty years—the places where robots can't go. You know, right? Yeah, I bet. places with drunks and shorts.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, it's just funny, it's just a natural instinct we have to attack these these robots, because we should, we should fear
1: it. 100%. I, I consider it instinctive. Uh, there's a hilarious uh, video that you can see on YouTube where somebody fil- uh, flew a drone. Yeah over a renaissance fair Uh and you know how like they have like they simulate these fake medieval jousting battles at these (laughs) fairs the the guy in the armor just looks up sees it walks over grabs a longbow and just throws it at the drone and nails (laughs) nails it it?
2: that's amazing yeah
1: and he like he he goes from seeing it to decision to throw attacking it in like less than a second like it's instinctive (laughs)
2: you' were telling me uh, speaking of drones we'll fe- we'll finish up on this because I see these Amazon delivery cart uh, carts going all- all around all the time you know they drive around with the, mm-hmm. with the eyeballs and obviously they're filming you and I can't believe people don't attack mm-hmm. these things more but I, it, it almost seems like a bait cart like this has to be a setup you yeah. know what I mean there has to be someone in a van or a cop in a van with a remote control doing this or something tempting us you know
1: I mean it does seem like entrapment right. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm going to send the world's most annoying robot in front of you. Mm-hmm. We've all grown up in a society where kicking robots is ethical, <laughs> and then I'm going to put you in jail. I'm going to put you in jail when you kick it.
2: Right, <laughs> but uh, and so that's what they're doing now. And like uh, for years, they've been talking about the drone deliveries is going to be the future of Amazon. You were saying they have a problem. Mm-hmm. They're having a problem with that with the. Aerospace. it's
1: it's more. So I haven't looked into this in a couple of years, but I remember reading an article on it when they first started talking about this. And it's more legally complicated than people realize mm-hmm. because when you buy your property, whoever owns your property, whether you know you own your own home yes. or you're you're renting an apartment, that that homeowner, and it's hilarious. Like the actual phrase is, "You own the property rights down to hell and up to heaven." Like they actually <laughs> use that phrase
2: from heaven Which to hell. Why, like, it's find- all yours.
1: <laughs> It's all yours. That's why that's so what they find oil or uranium or lithium mm-hmm. underneath. You become a millionaire right. because you own it all, and wh- whatever mining company wants to own it, they got to buy it from you. And it became an issue for the airline industry in the 1920s because technically, back then, you owned it all the way up to heaven. which would mean the airline industry would need to get everyone's permission in America to fly over their house. (laughs) So there was like this Supreme Court case where like the airline industry basically went to the Supreme Court and they're like, we need you to say, heaven's at 4,000 feet.
2: (laughs) We need you to lower heaven, your honor. (laughs) (laughs) Can we we pencil in purgatory or something maybe in the middle?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So like now we only own – Like the ceiling, I don't know what it actually is. Let's say it's 4,000 feet. But if the planes fly above that, they don't need uh, permission. When they come lower than that, and that's why there's restrictions on how they come into airports. When they come lower than that, they need permission. Um, And it's, it's a big issue for drones because they fly so low that right now they would be under our property, which would mean we can just legally attack it.
2: So you are allowed to shoot down these drones, which you see everyone doing. That. And that's, that's amazing because you always see people shoot the drones, and like they never get in trouble because you're like, I can't legally be right. But no one's going to – everyone's siding with you. you know, <laughs> people just hate the side of it. You know, Cops aren't going to uh, make it a priority. But that's amazing. We actually have since, – since it is technically in our heaven – <laughs> Below our habit. At least. It's not our habit. Yeah. <laughs> that it's easy to, to uh, shoot down a drone. That's incredible. Well, that, that's a good, good tip to leave our listeners. And,
1: well, and I think what's going to happen is Amazon's going to go to the Supreme Court. And they're going to get heaven lower again. Like um, Have- that, that's what they're going to be like. Listen, we need heaven. It's got to be like two hundred yeah, feet. Yeah, we, we need to you know?
2: do a Belinda Carlisle. Heaven is a place on earth. We need to bring this. <laughs> to, we need to we need to, t- to convince everyone that we're actually in heaven right now because above us that's Amazon. <laughs> Heaven's around you. Above you is Amazon. So. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it oh, for today's man. Blackout Diaries. Of course, we want to uh, thank the wonder-
3: wonderful, hilarious Lili
2: Mason. Lili Mason, um, what do you got going on besides the Friday live shows at the Lincoln Lodge? Sean?
1: Friday live show, ten p.m. Uh, Blackout Diaries uh, at the Lincoln Lodge. Uh, my book <laughs> continues to be available everywhere, uh, so please Are you check ever out do the, places. The, the tour and do I some can't readings. Turn Um uh, I am gonna do the tour. I'm, I'm, All right, I, I gotta start lining up dates. LA will be there, so I'm actually oh. gonna try and do some a couple Oregon go, dates. Maybe we'll get our I buddies uh, Kyle and Sean York out. Maybe sure. you can I come mean, up for that.
2: We should set up shop there.
1: <laughs> I would be a, that'd be a Pacific <laughs> Northwest author <laughs> oh, yeah, up maybe. there,
2: you know. We're gonna get you the jacket with uh, elbow patches, and you're gonna do readings, David Sedaris <laughs> C- style.
1: Mm-hmm. Be it you
2: t- turn you into a humorist.
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
2: The most, the most hated people. Yeah, right. that I is know, actually
1: absolutely. my greatest fear. Um, <laughs> oh <Right>. yeah, <laughs> I mean it just awesome. means you're anyway. you're not funny.
2: Um, <laughs> well, that's great. Well, check out that book, Place <laughs> I can't return to. Uh, you subscribe to my show, The Bottom Line Bombs, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and uh, check out both of us on Instagram, is where you can see Blackout Diary updates as well. Uh, CJ Sullivan was taken. Sean Bear Flannery. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, make sure you give us five. Yeah, for leave a review behind. Five stars. Leave a review behind. I, I've gotten reviews on my other show, The Bottom Line Bombs, where they're like great content, blah 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 blah. One star. They like don't get it. Like they do like the one star reverse. I'm like, well, I can't get mad because you <laughs> did the effort, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But like, how do you? <laughs> Oh, really? I,
1: I like, you should appeal it because you can, like, appeal. I know on yeah. Yelp you can appeal. I don't know if you can. I, I don't think you actually can on, like, you know, podcasts. Right. Like, but I, <laughs> I like that appeal. But, like, listen, he's clearly an idiot who doesn't understand the star system. Yeah, he likes it. A of words? Listen. He, he legit likes it, but he doesn't understand listen it. Listen to it every So day I need you to turn home. it to a Once, five.
2: Half a, half a star. It like, doesn't go to the effort to cut down to half. <laughs> That's amazing. So, but give us five-star review and review and subscribe, of course, everywhere you are listening to the Blackout Diaries. And uh that's it. Have a good one. Oh,
3: come aboard the Blackout Diaries. Come on in grab a drink